Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast of ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Juni, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast, future podcast, should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in Costco, AMD, and PayPal. Thank you. I'm going to quickly just jump into earnings here. Uh, after close on Monday, this coming Monday, you have Zoom and Palo Alto. Uh, before open on Tuesday, there's JD.com, Macy's, Dick Sporting Goods, and Dole. Um, after close on Tuesday, you have Intuit, Nordstrom, and Urban Outfitters, as well as Lazy Boy. Before open on Wednesday, there is Petco. After close on Wednesday, one of my favorite companies in the entire world, NVIDIA. Uh, then there's Salesforce, Snowflake, Autodesk, Splunk, uh, Victoria's Secret, and Guess. Before open on Thursday, there's Peloton, Dollar Tree, Dollar General, TD Ameritrade, Burlington Co. Factory, Abercrombie & Fitch. After close on Thursday, there's Affirm, Ulta, Dell, Gap, Workday, and Farfetch, uh, and then nothing so much on Friday. There's a bit to unpack here, uh, trading for this week. Um, notably, there's a good amount of tech stocks reporting. I mean, we're talking about Zoom. Uh, Snowflake, Salesforce, NVIDIA, Autodesk, Splunk, um, Dell. Just like, just there's a good bunch of tech stocks. So it'd just be interesting to see how everyone reports. NVIDIA is the one that I'm obviously going to be looking at the most. I think a lot of people on the podcast know by now that NVIDIA and AMD are like close to my heart. I had a really good trading season or trading years with them uh, in 2021. And 2020 so just looking at how they will report I'm currently I was currently on track to break even with AMD but like I I warned on even on the last podcast every time I come like within like a hundred or two dollars or a hundred or two hundred dollars worth and coming close to breaking even it seems like AMD starts breaking down um, I don't know this is probably the fifth time it's happened the next time it will happen it will be the sixth and uh, I have to just imagine that it's just a whole bunch of other people that have the same average as me. I don't know. My brain starts going to thinking some all types of irrational stuff. But what I'm guessing is there's other, you know, like hedge funds and other people, just a mass amount of people that have the same break even. Uh, and people are just looking to exit. But we'll see. I have uh, quoted here that uh, NVIDIA is a strong sell by Zacks. Uh, if, if you guys and girls don't know, that's like a, it's like a finance website that kind of just does like generated, um, like article columns. Sometimes they're written, and but then most of their paragraphs, especially the ones near the bottom, are kind of like auto-generated. Uh, and then according to their score, this is a Zacks rating of number five, which is their worst rating. Um, so that's on the back of. Uh, lessening gamer demand um, or you know graphics cards from the gaming population and to that I mean for those that don't know like gaming is just slowly dying there's like not a good game to really play or at least incentivize you to like be excited and you know fire up a new graphics card and play the highest NPC uh, highest NPC games um, strictly because like a lot of the best games coming out now are kind of like either on console um, or very rare. Like I'd say like the best game to have come out in the, like the last five years is the, la is the last um, 
Dark Souls game that just came out that everyone's playing Elden Ring. But besides that, um, there haven't been games that have been like extremely good that's needed like a higher end graphics card. Uh, you've been able to get away with that with the 3080 from NVIDIA for a really, really uh, good while now. I don't see this actually getting, um, like, I don't see myself needing to upgrade for a while. So for those that, like, already needed an upgrade, you've probably already gotten it. And then the quality of games are, like, slowly dying down. But really, like, games are trying to go for the more accessible route. So like games aren't trying to really push the boundaries of graphics anymore because that like lessens the pool of people you can sell to. So like lately, like if, even if a good game comes out and it's like an eight bit game, you're not gonna need like the best uh, graphics card you can, right? Like you you you're just gonna play the indie game. A lot of people are still playing the old classics that they really like, like League of Legends is optimized well enough for like you don't need a really good graphics card or uh, there's Dota, there's CSGO, there's all these games that, uh, like StarCraft 2, like all these really, really popular games in their heydays that still have a good, you know, reasonably good population where you don't necessarily need to upgrade your graphics card. Um, whether or not, you know, some of the consumer demand for these high-end graphics cards or graphic cards in general have been going down could be to inflation, I have no idea. Um, but it would just be interesting to see how NVIDIA reports. Right now, as we speak, I have 500 shares of AMD, and I think I am down here. Let me give you the exact dollar amount. Be right back. So it's a little bit less than I thought, or I mean, I guess, quote, like, better than I thought. Uh, I am down right now, as we speak, $1,762.51 on 500 AMD shares. So... A large part of that is helped by like these massive close to the money cover calls I've been writing on AMD. Uh, I have cover calls open right now. Um, and then I'd imagine that I'm going to close these out for a profit, um, like, I don't know, Monday open or sometime Monday afternoon. And then I'll reopen ones for the next following week. Um, like the week after NVIDIA reports just to get a little bit more premium and I'll just be selling like at my break even like I'm really expecting to like exit AMD for like a hundred dollars profit but I refuse to sell this for red because I've just been working on this for so long um but uh of course you can always visit thetagame.com slash junie for like any of the trades that I do you'll just you can see them there at least when they're closed uh, patrons and uh, friends, of course, get to see them uh, like when they're opened at real time. But uh, yeah, right now, Nvidia trades at a P&E ratio or price earnings ratio of 47, which is historically like kind of a little bit below average. So I mean, if Nvidia does miss for whatever reason, is um, uh, shareholders like drive the price down? then it would be less than 47. Uh, it, would be, it would be crazy to see NVIDIA back in the 30s for the P&E ratio. But, uh, I mean, anything could happen in this market. It's, it's kind of nuts. And price-wise, uh, NVIDIA currently sits at 177. Um, I'm seeing, like, supports at, like, 170. Uh, then the next one being at, like, 150. 
57. So not a whole lot of like room that it could immediately go down. I mean, I'm saying that definitely part, part of that is copium, but like usually if I see that something's like ultra dangerous, I will just call it out. There is a gap from the 10th of June that would quote need to be filled uh, that hasn't been filled yet and that's at the 163 mark so we'll see there's a there's a good amount of support from uh, let's see from January March April May from May 9th till today which is basically like three months of support we've been in this area um, I mean just for that to make sense May 8th the bottom of May 8th was 178. Right now we're trading at 177. So if you invested in on May 8th and like shares and you just like let them sit there, you'd be at like break even right now over three months. Um, over the last three months, I'm just kind of like looking. Yeah, and it's above like average volume too. So there's like a lot of shares traded um, in between these three months. Um, let's see, anything else notable? Um, oh yeah, I looked up AMD. AMD's P&E ratio is 40. Um, you know, if, if uh, NVIDIA misses, because I don't have any NVIDIA shares, I just have the 500 AMD shares. If NVIDIA misses because AMD's in the same sector and if NVIDIA says, hey, people don't like gaming chips right now, and uh, AMD will also be taking a hit as well because they also sell gaming chips. It's the same industry effect. Speaking of same industry effect, uh, there is this company called Affirm, and uh, they do what PayPal kind of does. They provide like a button for you to check out. Um, they specialize in the buy now, pay later. Uh, they do not um, charge interest on a lot of purchases, especially with those uh, for those people that have like good um, good track records so they are a direct competitor to paypal in my eyes uh if a firm reports well paypal should do well unless if there's some notion of that a firm is actually taking market share away from paypal and it's just increasing competition but usually when something when some sector reports something really bullish the other companies tend to benefit from that uh the best thing or the best comparisons i can make is if home depot does really well uh, in earnings, you'll see like a slight bump up from lows uh, after hours. Same thing for Netflix. If Netflix reports really well, then Disney will have a small bump and vice versa. Uh, it's good to see other companies in your same sector doing well. Um, that increases the chances that you will also report well. Uh, and for the people or the traders that are just now getting started or maybe you're new, just understand that earnings are really dangerous. Uh, they're really binary. Like you can guess that everything is right. You can guess that this company is gonna beat sales numbers, but its revenue is gonna be down, and therefore you think the stock is gonna go up. Well, the stock can go down because of profit takers, market manipulators, and etc. Like there is no logic behind uh, earnings, and I'd also say that there's no real logic behind the stock market because it's irrational. But that's a that's a hot topic. <laughs> So I have two uh, companies reporting this week that will affect my portfolio uh, in some way, whether if that's good or bad, we'll see. 
Uh, Costco, is that this week? No, so Costco in two weeks reports their sales numbers. Um, just thought I'd just like, kind of throw that out there. It's my other last other stock positions because I only have stock positions in Costco, NVIDIA, and AMD. All of which you can see live on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time at twitch.tv slash realthetagang. Today is going to be a bit of a shorter episode. I thought, and this is just me being a dummy, I thought that I was going to break, truly break even on AMD this week so that when I record this, I could kind of like talk about the entire trade as a whole and what I did to get out and break even, but it doesn't seem like I will be able to do that, um, at least today. Maybe next week, maybe a month later, or maybe next year, who knows. I'll eventually get there, we'll see. But um, yeah, when the time comes, I'll be like just having a whole entire episode dedicated to you know, thoughts I've been feeling, uh, being read for so long, the tactics I used with covered calls and how I made sure to, you know, have a plan to get back in after shares got called away. You know, it's, a, it's an entire process. It's not as simple as saying, oh, I'll get assigned or I'll buy 100 shares and I'll just sell covered calls. Because, you know, there are a huge waves down where covered calls start stop making sense. So you have to commit to, hey, do I maybe buy puts because I think it's going to keep going down or do I buy shares to lower my break even or do I buy a leap here or you know there's so many different things you can do and I would like to share my story um, but instead of talking about it as I'm doing it I'd rather just accomplish it first and then talk about it then so that would be a episode topic for later but good thing there's been some like drama in uh, the stock market so there's this thing called or this company called bed bath and beyond and uh it is the newest meme stock or it was i don't know what tense to put it at because uh, it just recently got a like 40 percent haircut let me just look that up real quick yeah on friday it went down 40.54 percent and um if you were negatively affected by this um, I can't reimburse you um, or any of that stuff, but if you're feeling super sad for whatever reason, um, and I know what it feels like to get got, sometimes you make these really hopeful decisions, uh, hoping to make a good chunk of change, and then you know it blindsides you, and then suddenly you're you're feeling bad. Uh, I have to tell you that yeah, you can come check out the Twitch. Uh, live stream one more time. I'm gonna plug it right now. Twitch.tv slash Real Theta Gang on Tuesdays at 7:30 a.m. Uh, 7:30 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, you don't even have to talk about stocks uh, if you're just like that sad, or you know if you're not even sad and you just want to chill and stop by. You can stop by and just like I don't know, just see what we kind of talk about. It's a good vibe. Like there's it's not serious by any means. There's it's not like super finance focused. Sometimes we do extracurricular things like look at houses and stuff, but uh, really uh, it serves as a place for if you ever feel like you have like, I don't know, no other option or some, something like that. I don't mean it for to sound grim either. Like if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to, come on by and stop by and uh, uh, you know, we can, we can chat a little bit or you can just like kind of chill in the background. It doesn't matter. All right, and uh, moving on, um, 
I, let me see. How, how do I say this? Let's see. Um, Wall Street Bets is in a totally different era now. Like, it is not the place where you can, like, passively learn uh, responsibly anymore. I mean, I'd say that that, ha that's, that time has been gone for, like, a good while. I'm talking about days of, like, the Mu 90s and JNUG. Those are, like, I think the gold, that's the golden era of Wall Street Bets where options trading wasn't even, like, a thing. Robinhood um, was just like just releasing it and that's why I talk about the moon 90s but we were trading like gold stock and then in that you learn all the fundamentals of people were talking about oh what's volume oh what are these uh, indicators and it was it was a different place now Wall Street bets is like uh, me after getting absolutely trounced this week and then reading the new Bed Bath and Beyond and Ryan Cohen due diligence. I'm ready, daddy. Um, let's see another one. Uh, there's Bed Bath and Beyond bull thesis, but um, you see, this is different because this came out six hours ago and this is a bull thesis on something that dropped 40% on Friday. And this bull thesis could work, but in my day of Wall Street Bets, something like this would get blown up and just have people in the comment section saying, like, you are, you are dumb. Like, this is, this is irresponsible. This is bad. But, like, the top comments in this is, like, I'm holding tight. Shorts are huffing and puffing today. They're big mad at anyone who talks about holding uh, this other ones you hit the nail on the head watch everyone hop back in when they announce it blah blah, blah. Um, Let me see here uh, Hope you're right got margin called for the first time loaded back up before close on Friday pooped myself multiple times looking at after hours like Back in my day <laughs> You would get pooped on for for saying this type of stuff because people would be like this is this is omega r word like people would really make fun of you but now there's so many people in here that you're gonna find people that also believe in what you believe and that's more that's i mean i guess that's fine i guess i don't know anyway there's also there's other one that's uh, that's on the front page of wall street beds like all or nothing bed bath and beyond there's diamond hands forever all holding apes of Bed Bath and Beyond is recover. Like this is so toxic, dude. Like it is so bad, and I can just tell if people, if like these people heard the way I talk about Bed Bath and Beyond, like they'd be like, "Oh, this dude's trying to talk us out of it. He's just part of the hedge funds, and they're he's being paid to spread slander, so we don't profit." And uh, it's unfair because we live in a capitalist society, so we gotta do this together, apes, and we gotta hold together strong and diamond hands forever. I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's it's so hard to. Because <sighs> I like to be sympathetic in these times, because I understand what it's like to be in a manic phase. Like, yeah, let's do this, let's go. But this isn't. 
this isn't it. Like this isn't the this isn't the way to do it. And but then there's gonna be some people that are also like, oh, I've made a good bunch of money. I've made this. I made that. And I believe you. I I believe that you made a bunch of money. But you're part of the minority for sure. And just thinking about all the people that lost big on Friday with the forty percent down, that is huge. Um, that's the type of losses that really get you demotivated uh, when you need to be motivated the most. Like for example, you know, if you get got in your twenties and thirties, it's a big life changer. Not saying that you can't get past it. Uh, because I don't want to make it seem like all doom and gloom. Like you can definitely learn from your lessons and then get past it. But if you are capable enough to not get yourself in that situation right now, you should exercise a little bit more caution. I think people are putting less and less value into like strategic investing. Uh, not to say that I do it. Like I'm. I'm careful, but I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily like. I, I'm just more careful. I don't. I don't want to like hype myself up at it, like in the slightest. I what I do is different than diamond hands, but I can prove that I perform better than the majority of the diamond hands group. I have irrefutable proof. I'm down like. Five, like less than 5% for the year. Anybody that's invested in, in Bed Bath & Beyond in the Diamond Hands group, I'm doing better with since Friday. Like for sure. And I didn't have to take nearly the amount of risk that, that they did. And that's kind of like how you should kind of view investing as a whole is like, you want to take the best bets you can. Um that lets you kind of trade for a while. Because think about it, if your plan is to make it big with Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, or any other meme stock, for example, like BlackBerry or GameStop, what's your plan there? Like, are you gonna keep trading after that? Because the risks and the bets that you're taking right now don't scale with volume. Like if you plan to make it big right now, and do a really volatile bet, meaning like one that's like 50-50, uh, you make a lot of money or lose a lot of money, your plan shouldn't be that, hey, I'm really good at this, I'm gonna do this for a long time. You uh, should really start focusing on how can I trade the longest because that's how money compounds in the stock market is that you, know, you get either paid dividends, you invest more and money comes in faster, you get more per gain, you lose more per loss, but the, you know, if you believe in the notion that the stock market generally goes up, which is a notion that's really hard to believe these days, but we'll see if that pulls to be true, um, then you wanna be in the stock market as long as you can. But if you're in that subgroup that's just like, hey, I'm trading for fun or I'm trading really volatile because this is truly the path that I believe that will make me successful. You have to remember that you're not in this for the long haul. The longer you play, though, the more you're gonna lose. Like the, this is just gambling one-on-one. And especially since you're taking these bets that have much lower probability, if you don't have the discipline to really control how much you're betting or how much you're investing, then you're gonna have a really bad time. Some of you have made a good amount of money for the first time 
on Bed Bath & Beyond, or some of you have made a good chunk of money for the first time on GameStop right now and are listening to this episode saying, yeah, I get it, whatever. Um, you don't get it because it hasn't happened to you yet. Uh, everyone gets got. I firmly believe that. And that's why I always say, like, you can always make it. Because the best of the best had to have gotten got. I know I have. Not that I'm the best of the best, but I'm just saying that I have gotten got. And I've had really great years after that. But it happens to everybody. Everyone gets got. No one joins the stock market and says, like, okay, I'm just going to make a little bit of money and then not put in more money because... You know, we all see that Wall Street bets graph, and this is gonna make it more, make it have it make more sense. Um, we've all seen that Wall Street bets Robinhood graph, where like, you know, it's a flat line because you haven't invested, and then you invest a little bit, it makes the line go up a little bit, and then they get they figure out about options investing, and it goes up just like a good chunk amount, and then it just has this steep drop off after that. Meaning like the first one is free. Like everyone gets lucky, like some some of the time when they're beginning, um, and they're throwing around random amounts of money, and then they win, and they're like, oh, you know, I'm pretty good at this, and then they throw more money into it, and then because they haven't understood like the like just how to pair back losses, how to do risk management, how to do any of that, they end up getting got despite winning their first one or first few, so it happens. But if you're one of those that made money off of Bed Bath & Beyond and GameStop and or BlackBerry or AMC and stuff, like congrats. But just start thinking about how you're going to scale that into a solution that actually changes your life. But maybe you're just doing this for fun. Then none of this matters. Like if, you, if your excuse at the end of all this or if your purpose at the end of all this is that, hey, Junie, I'm just doing this for fun. Then I'm, I'm really just, I guess, not talking to you. I'm talking more to the ones that are like, oh, you know, I think I'm really good at this. I invested into Bed Bath & Beyond. I uh, invested into AMC, GameStop, BlackBerry. I'm getting pretty good at this, right? It's those type of people that I'm trying to communicate to right now and say, like, you need a plan to scale. It shouldn't be uh, just joining into the next meme stock or whatever is coming up on Wall Street Bets. Um, that's just from personal experience. Um, there were meme stocks like before of all these on Wall Street Bets that I um, went in before. I've gone in on some biofarm stocks. I've gone in on, um, uh, I've gone in on like AMD like before it, uh, it crossed twenty dollars for the first time. I'd say like AMD was pretty meme. Uh, it's a pretty good company now, but it's like before, like it was like the heyday. But you can imagine why I'm kind of like stressing the importance of the difference of my time with meme stocks before, before this time is that during my time, the meme stocks actually were like profitable. Um, from what I can tell right now, GameStop does not have a price to earnings ratio. They do not make any money. Um, AMC stock, uh, they also don't have a price earnings ratio. They do not make any money. Um, let's see, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, they also do not have a price earnings ratio and they do not make any money. By participating in the short squeeze stuff, it's really fun. Uh, 
but it's really not uh, trading with any sort of fundamentals. I would consider myself not quite like a fundamental investor either because I invest into pretty growth heavy stocks like AMD and PayPal, but at least AMD and PayPal make money. There's tons of companies in the stock market that make money. And I just, it's, you're, you guys are like betting on the opportunity of a lifetime with money that's like pretty important. Uh, from what I can tell, if you are, again, that person that's only trading for fun with like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars or a few thousand, it's all relative. If you're just trading with fun money, then that's fine. If you lose that money and you're like, eh, whatever, then that's that's great. But if your plan is to retire early, um, I just don't want you to get got and then push back your retirement a few years that that's the nicest way that i can say that is like uh good luck to you like if you do plan on continuing this venture with the 40 percent down on friday but you know if you win just know that i think it's really cool like i don't think it's bad and i want to hype you up as much as possible um so that you don't feel like oh you gotta stick it to the man or you gotta prove everybody wrong because i think it's cool that you made money i think a lot of other people think it's cool that you made money but what's not cool is you losing it all um after you make it and not doing anything that really kind of propels that forward if you made a good chunk on you know bed bath and beyond like say if you made 30k on bed bath and beyond wow and you made you made 35k for somehow with like 8k. Well, now you're in day trading zone. You can do day trades, and you know a plan that you can have from there is maybe I can do a strategy that is high volume, that I can just learn with or just get more experience with options with. Maybe Bed Bath and Beyond I got lucky by just buying a few call options when I barely knew how they worked. Um, or the same thing with GameStop. Maybe I start selling put credit spreads instead that have a higher probability of profit or I sell call credit spreads instead of buying puts that have IV out the wazoo because there's a lot of implied volatility on, on these stocks. Um, you can be still participating in the meme hype, but you can be profiting off of some of the, the volatility there by being on the sell side. Of course, you don't want to be naked on the sell side. I would highly advise against that, but you can do whatever you want. But the trick there is like, hey, you made a lot of money with a very skillful decision of whatever you chose for Bad Bath & Beyond. Let's take that money and then incorporate that into a strategy where you can scale with higher volume, right? Instead of you know, having that money just on the side waiting for the next big thing. You can do that. <laughs> I don't know how many times I can go in a circle because I had... <laughs> I just, dude, people that get their feelings hurt with what people say about the finance part of trading, like, I just don't get it. I have to make sure I say this stuff. You can bet big every time, but there's a good chance you're going to fail. And I'm just going to be one of those people that just say it. I'm not going to hope that you fail. I'm not going to hope that you fail to learn a lesson. I hope that you make it. Right, because you winning a lot of money, you gaining a lot of money is really cool to me. Because maybe 
after you win a lot of money, maybe you actually just buy a house with that and raise a nice family and you're good. Like, I don't know what your goals are for making that tons of money. If you want to blow it all on like bad stuff and have a lot of fun, that's great too. Cause I think life is short and you should have tons of fun. But I just want to make sure you are informed of your risk uh, and you're going to get there on your own terms because you know the info that you need to get there. So understand that this is super risky. Congrats to everyone that's made Bad, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, I'll be kind of, I guess I'll watch it on Tuesday during the stream. I'll like kind of do an analysis of, because I'm sure there's going to be people that show up to the stream that have Bed Bath & Beyond shares that are going to ask like, oh, what should, it, what should we do? Um, so I'm, I'll, I'll probably do a technical analysis of the Oogla Boogla for Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, I'll be looking at AMD um, and Costco and probably PayPal. I always just do an overview of my portfolio. Anyway, really, I do hope that if you guys and girls do decide to play these meme stocks um, going forward, uh, that you make a lot of money and that you share it with everyone that you can because it's a really cool moment. I know I've had a few of those, but I've also had uh, a lot of moments where I've gotten got that I did not share that I was very shameful of. So if you ever feel that sort of shame, and if you feel like there's um, not so many options, you can, again, uh, just chill, talk, anything really in the Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash realthetagang. If you make a lot of money, you want to rub it in my face or you want to share some of the gains and you know s tell your story and be nice about it. It doesn't matter. Be mean about it, nice about it. Come over to twitch.tv slash realthetagang again Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. Love to hear from you. And uh, yeah. I think that's all. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, happy, what is it? What, what day is it? Happy Saturday to everybody. Right now it's 6.03 p.m. I have some pasta on the on the stove um, that I'm about to eat. And um, yeah, just thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm in good hopes about my portfolio. Good hopes. Um, you know, just real quickly before we get into the outro, uh, I do want to say that if my life depended on it and I had to guess a direction and I would never bet my life on a market but if if it did depend on it I would think that the market would go down I think there are more reasons for the market to go down now than up uh, and I just wanted to do, say that I just wanted to do, put that forward in a podcast episode because I want to just like be able to replay this because today again just this is just for my sake now uh, as I'm recording this, it's August 20th, 2022, 6.04 p.m. Uh, I have a deep, deep gut feeling that we're going to go down, uh, that we're going to start another leg down. Uh, but that's just a feeling. And then the stock market's also really good at going at the opposite direction of what your gut feeling is. But maybe my gut is really strong on this one, and it actually is what it's going to do. Some of the reasons why I think there's going to be uh, market pressure that I don't want to talk about as a podcast episode because I don't quite understand it to the fullest, so I don't want to pretend like I know it. Uh, but there's some China stuff that's happening uh, with the real estate market there. Um, uh, inflation is on track to become better, but uh, we also want to you know, see another CPI report uh, of it trending down. Um, but I, 
I, I'm not sure exactly how confident I am about the next one. Um, and the consumer demand for semis is one of the bigger parts of why I think the market will go down because NVIDIA and AMD have given us so many gains over the last like few years. I think there are a lot of eyes on it and there's a lot of people invested in it. So it should, or you know, at least in my eyes, because I've definitely been trading semiconductor stocks. Um, but yeah, I see more reason for the market to go down, which is why I haven't necessarily like bought um, more recently. I want to still finish off my 25 shares at Costco because right now I have 75 shares. I'd like to bump that up to 25 um, to sell covered calls on, but I still think I'd rather just wait for the market to have, I don't know, some sort of bottoming action happening which we got some of that on friday like a lot of stocks i mean every single stock i owned on friday was red and right now the crypto market is also red i looked i like to think of crypto market as like futures like if the market opened right now i would bet that it opened red just because crypto is down um but let me see here let me look at qqq yeah i mean Right now, QQQ is trading at 322. Us touching 280 again doesn't seem impossible. Right now, again, we're trading at 322 and us going down to say like 311 is not out of the question at all. That seems like a super easy thing to happen. Um, yeah. I don't know. We've had like a massive rally too. Like I don't want to sound like doom and gloom because I, you know, you guys and girls know that I'm like optimistically bullish like all the time. I I would rather have people just like make money and be happy. But uh, we have gone up really fast since like when was this? Like uh, seven eleven, July eleventh. Uh, and we just start had just start cu uh, cooling off like last week. So we'll see if like this is the start of the uh, next leg down, um, but yeah, I just I just thought I'd throw this in at the end. Uh, just um, I've gotten some feedback that people like hearing my thoughts on where the market will go, but I also do want to preface this: I'm excited to see where the market's gonna go because this is my gut feeling, and if the market goes up from here, then great. I'd rather have that, but my gut gut feeling says that we're gonna be heading down. So that would be influencing some of my decisions going into this week. Maybe I close covered calls a little bit early and really make some aggressive ones that are really, really close to the money or close to my break even. Uh, but we will see. All that can be seen at datagang.com slash Juni for free. Um, and yeah, see everybody next week. Bye-bye. This podcast episode was brought to you by my patrons. Uh, that's Arfman, Avrilian, Beans J. Kim, Can't Make Money IRL, Chicken Dinner, Empty Cans, Fancy Wolf, Froggy Fresh Trades, Grandpa 95, JD31, JZN, Kaput, Lazy Reservist, Leo Jetson, Lord Skeletor, My Astro XC, Maltman1856, McFly, MMM, Menno Dum Dum, M. Hayden, Mike D, Mitch Brady7, Mods. Mr. Integrity, Mr. Sneezy, Naw, Past Your Bedtime, Pocket Change, Rooster, Rustier, Seneca, Shifty, Slow Motion, Statistically Random, Symmetrics, The Jester, Theta Ray, Upstream Puddle, Vlad TC, and Ensys 88. Yeah. Uh, keeping it short, 
thank you all for uh, listening to the podcast. I appreciate you all, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.